Okay, welcome to the Dhamma Search Leadership Podcast. I'm Matt Grady, the host of the podcast. Uh, Dhamma Search are an executive search practice with a focus on biotech and medtech markets in the European uh, European space, a European region. And the Dhamma Search Leadership Podcast is a, a great opportunity for me to meet C-suite leaders, CEOs, innovators, uh, and change makers within the industry and sectors that I operate in. I'm delighted to welcome today my guest, who is Dax Grant, and uh, really excited to have you, Dax. Um, by way of quick, quick introduction for my uh, for my listeners, uh, Dax is uh, an upcoming author, which I'm really excited about. She's a member of the Forbes Technology Council, a keynote speaker, a global CIO and CTO, having worked with organisations such as Visa, Barclays. Santander, uh, a, a board member for Mission Beyond, a social mobility company, chair and ambassador for Action for Sport, um, CEO and founder of, of Global Transform as well. Um, you know, so, so many things that, uh, I mean, the list goes beyond a, a page. Um, I'm sure we'll get into that in more detail. Welcome, Dax. Thank you so much, Matt. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Me too. I know we've been chatting for a little while. I think we've we've both had the the shared interest in in leadership, in entrepreneurship, and also building authority in a global market as well. And and you're doing an amazing uh, job with what you're doing in working with CEOs and founders, giving them the the technology advantage based on your global experience in business. I'm yeah really looking forward to to diving into that today. Thank you, Dax. So maybe we, without me spawning it too much um, or saying anything that, that's not right, perhaps you can give me a bit of a bit of a whistle-stop tour into the evolution of your career, into, into where you are now, and, and what are the key things that you're up to, Dax, in, in the work you're doing with Global Transform? Yeah, fantastic. No, happy to, happy to, Matt. Um, I, I mean, it's all, everyone's story is interesting in their own right, right? I love hearing about different yeah. people's stories. My, my I, you know, I, I was the girl from the local mining village that couldn't speak any English, so that was me. Um, I, you know, I went to a local school and then I had to learn the lingo before I could do anything else. And, you know, to be honest, I, I worked on my subjects and, and I wanted to learn and I was keen to learn and I learned lots of different things. Um, beyond that, um, you know, I think those years taught me more than I ever realised and my parents had a huge influence uh, within that. But uh, I was really interested in technology and really interested in business. So I jumped into learning about um, economics, macroeconomic trends, those sorts of things, and also then the technology that underpins it. And, you know, I dived in, originally I dived in with IBM and they um, gave me an open um, contract to work with them uh, whilst I was at university. And then I wanted to go into general management. So um, I took an opportunity with Barclays Bank at the time, which really, really interesting. And then from there, um, my thirst for learning was always there. So I kind of worked through different roles such as you know looking after a branch through to um, being a corporate um, lending um, portfolio relationship manager learned huge amounts about different shapes and size of business um, wanted to kind of deepen into the tech and consumer and client side and then really kind of took a series of roles from you know looking after strat teams to um, looking after technology organizations working um, within Macmillan Cancer Support and uh, looking after uh, their technology and operations um, and lots of different things really so um, in all honesty I think variety is the spice of life um, but having said all of that um, you know my, my family always um, in terms of I always had a dream of having two children so 
um, that was always in my mind as well. So there is a balance with all of these things. And I always wanted to write a book. So we did that as well. Amazing. And here we are today. Absolutely. So much done. So, so you're involved now. So you, so you left the, the corporate world uh, from, from a nine to five perspective um, and, uh, and you set up your own business. You're still a board member and chair and ambassador of a number of organisations uh, as well. Um, I'm really interested to hear uh, the, the kind of work that you're doing now and, and where you see um, potentially the, the gaps as well and, and where founders and CEOs are not getting it right, um, especially as, as technology is, is really kind of en ingrained in our organizations now. Um, I, I still hear kind of the, the grumbles from the boardroom as well. Is, is our tech's not right? This is not quite right. Is it a strategy thing? Is it embracing tech? Uh, are, the, are the founders and C-suite cronies uh, and don't really, uh, you know, not really embracing technology? How are you finding things from your perspective looking in? Yeah, I mean, it's a really interesting world. And, and for me, having worked with the, you know, um, new founders and you know, fintechs and then working in large global organisations, I mean, yeah. there's so much to learn from the diversity of all of that. Uh, and also, particularly, you know, we've all gone through COVID in some shape or form. Uh, and that has, you know, focused people to look at what's really, really important in life. And um, I don't think we can underestimate that as leaders of today and tomorrow. And, um, you know, this is something that the book touches into. Um, it, it's really saying, actually, you know, yesterday's leadership may have been great, um, but tomorrow's leadership, we're looking for a whole new dimension here. We're looking for a lot, lot more in terms of both the entrepreneurial size, and this is, you know, irrespective of the size of organisation, entrepreneurial skill is really, really important. And, you know, different organisations are in different stages of maturity around all of that and different stages of realisation as well. That is so, so important. Equally, um, you know, looking at the societal side of uh, leadership, you know, it, it's a real must have now, it, you know, it, it's not like yesterday where, you know, you could look at, um, you know, certain products, could you address the ESG and agenda, all of those things, they're really, really important and, and they require a mindset shift for some people, some have got it already, don't get me wrong, mm -hmm. but actually when you look at it from a board dynamic and how that works around the boardroom table, there is a lot more um, in terms of addressing how those board conversations work, what is the board really talking about and how is that adding value back into the organization so i guess in answer to your question um my focus is really around that and you know a deep passion about um enabling those board conversations in a much more influential way and being able to get through some of that cut through because often when you're in an organization there's lots happening and you need someone that kind of goes actually ABC it's looking a little bit like that what do you think and and get those views kind of coming in the other side of it is really about humanizing business and and that's so important today because um absolutely pay and remuneration is important but the business you're in um particularly if you're working sort of hybrid or you know um remote and all of those things what you stand for as a business and what your employees join a business for and stay in a business for is very very different today and it's quite a lot more profound because people have had a a good think about what they stand for yeah absolutely so do you get involved in those conversations around what are the people we need as well i guess that, that's maybe where our, our industries uh, align and cross over as well and these are the skills you have in the business actually what you think you need is this but what you really need is is this 
Yeah, and, and it, it's this is about the, the chemistry and, and balance of the business. And you know, whether you're the CEO, the CO, or the, you know, the CI, you, you've got to get that balance right. And it's really important to work with the commercial arm of the business, but equally, um, you know, as a society, we spend a lot of time um teaching facts and you know giving opinions and all of those things and they are really really important but the, the softer skills of listening of how do you uh, create a cohesive team how do you um you know role model that from a board perspective all of those different things are much much softer skills um and really important to look at how those dynamics are working and and, and make sure the organization is really externally focused because mm -hmm. the market moves and yesterday's business model is very different from today's business model and tomorrow's business model i mean you, you look at some of the subscription models that are there now um that's that's the way they they make money right it's a whole different yeah. model from some of the ownership models before so yeah. being able to preempt those shifts and drive those shifts and drive that cultural change takes um a huge number of different factors and the recognition of we all have limits right so i i personally love recruiting people that are different to me um you know yeah it just gives a periphery vision to everything you're working mm -hmm. on and it also creates a great cohesive team because if everyone's really listening you create that culture you know what you come up with is is quite different and 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 that to me is where the interesting conversations start yeah absolutely and i watched the video actually on linkedin um funny enough and and it was a it was an indian chap and he was talking to somebody it looked like a seminar and he was talking about the the evolution of, of through the ages of of industrial uh, technology, digital and social. And, and he said, actually, the, the shift in behavior or the shift in what we used to perceive as loyalties is now down to choice as well. And, and what you might have thought 100 years ago was loyal. He said, actually, they were never loyal. They just didn't have a lot of choice. Um, whereas the, the people coming through now, they have the standard of living. They have the choice of opportunities. It's more about the organization and the conversations and the impact and the purpose rather than just we have a job it pays x um, there, there's many more factors involved i'll send you the video i don't want to kind of uh, dilute it too much but, but it's quite a good one there and also the the topic as well of, of uh, recruiting diverse boards and, and a diverse leadership as well um something that um you know we, we touched on briefly before the the recording as well was was getting diverse thought as well but also gender diversity as well and I guess maybe, I, I don't know exactly because I, I've only been recruiting really for 11 years and interacting with, with organizations, but my, um, my personal uh, experience has been very male-focused uh, male technology leaders. Um, has that been your experience and how is that coming through the, the ranks as a, as a leader in technology, not just in your organization, but globally as well that you've been recognized for? It's some really good questions there, Matt. Do you know, diversity is so important. And, um, you know, I, I come at this from a number of different angles. I mean, women in tech is clearly very important. Um, mm. uh, and women in the boardroom is clearly very important. But also minority groups of any um, shape or form all needs to be considered. I mean, I do a lot of work in terms of social mobility. Um, and that's part of my personal belief system and, and part of my history as well in that, you know, I believe if you want to get from A to B, um, you know, career-wise and enterprise-wide, you know, there's nothing to stop you. You may take different routes. Some people go to uni. Some people, um, you know, take apprenticeships. Some people set up their own business straight away. Your path is your own to determine with guidance, I, I would say. 
but it's really around um, you know looking at how that diverse mix um, works and also um, making sure there's a focus on inclusion as well as diversity there's a lot of focus on the recruitment side of things but the retention side of things is really important as well um, and it, it's blending those things and creating a natural environment in the team um, that you know it self-perpetuates it grows and you know folks like the recruiters of today you know our um, headhunters all of those uh, folks that are out there in, in in the world absolutely key influencing role in terms of opening up that diverse um, set of thoughts at the boardroom at the leadership level um, it's a real two-way street and I think that it's opportunity now um, certainly with everything we've got on social uh, for folks to get involved and start to really um, create that creative mix um, for the good of society really as well as, well as the organizations we work in yeah absolutely and just rounding off the sort of business uh, section of the podcast here and when I'm speaking to businesses often I having similar conversations on a daily basis I start to see patterns and trends of the challenges that organizations have is that the same in technology as well and the entrepreneurial leadership that, that you're uh, coaching and, and partnering with organizations do, do you see trends across industries yeah I mean there are definitely industry trends there are also maturity uh, trends in terms of the level of uh, leadership awareness and understanding and also there's the natural cycle of a growth stage of a firm so you know a, a firm in early growth is going to have a certain type of culture as it comes to maturity stage um, it's going to uh, adopt a different set of um, movements within the firm and how that culture really works but it's about um, being aware of those and being aware of what's useful and, and harnesses the energy for the good of the organization, the people within it, the stakeholders in society, and actually what needs to morph again because the organization will morph again, partly due to the next maturity shift, but also those industry trends are moving. You know, if we're looking at what's happening with tech, if we're looking uh, more broadly in terms of business opportunities, accessing those is very, very different. And for me, tech is, um, um, you know, a key seat um, around the board table, but equally um, it is um, a servant leadership role because, you know, that's all in service of the business strategy. I, I wouldn't want a tech strategy without that being firmly coupled to the business strategy and my people working very, very closely in terms of collaborating on what that may look like. And, you know, often that is, um, you know, putting the right tech in the right place. Sometimes that's innovating. A lot of the time it's making sure we're cyber aware and cyber secure, um, but it's creating those creative energies around the organisation. So actually, um, A, it's got a fantastic growth spurt and, and, you know, it's moving, but also people want to join that sort of organisation. It's interesting mm -hmm. things are happening. And so there's so much, um, you know, so much of a virtuous circle, I guess, in terms of all of that and building that um, in an organisation. Um, and yeah, like I say, because um, and this is really what the book is about, you know, yesterday's leadership is, is you know, may have been fantastic, but now it's good. And tomorrow's leadership just requires that whole yeah, lot more. Yeah. Absolutely. And without giving away any any of the magic as well, because we, we don't have the release date exactly just yet. And, we're, and I'm not going to ask about the, the title of the book as well, because, uh, yeah. It's uh, top secret at the minute, which is which I totally understand as well. Can you give us a bit of an overview of, of uh, how the book came around, uh, what your objectives are really for the book, and, and maybe some of the bare bones? That, yeah, that, absolutely. Uh, tease, I mean, tease some uh, listeners. 
Oh gosh. Um, so I mean, the, the, I've all I've always um, aimed aimed to write write a book, um, but it, it's been sort of careful thought about when and how and the right time in life to write that book. Um, I've spent a lot of time working on leadership and digitization and all sorts of different things, um, and I've spent a lot of time um, working with different boards at different stages of my life. So. I guess all of those things came um, together. Um, I'd also um, worked with Harvard Business School for a little while around some of their societal leadership. Um, and so I, I think folks would have seen the little um, E squared logo, uh, which is part of the book, but not the title. Um, but, and, and that really is a, a signature symbol around some of the things that, that the book brings together. So, you know, mm. a lot around um, entrepreneurial skill and are so important uh, particularly in global organizations as well as venture firms a lot of venture firms have it um, worked out in terms of how that entrepreneurial um, skill works but then it's about harnessing that and taking it to next maturity stages global organizations some are very entrepreneurial um, other ones have got into a bit of a process mix really so you know um, looking at how that works and what do you really need from that um, some really interesting things there um and you know it, it's about humanizing business how do you bring all of those things together so lots of different things in there um all a bit of a mix but um yeah. it's designed to be a bit of a thought starter in terms of where are we now and you know some personal um flat points in terms of our own leadership styles and you know every time i proofread the book i, I learn something else myself so, you know. yeah I, I found that as well writing making the cut as well that there's, there's a lot of lessons and i've i've picked up order some of the author's copies uh, and one for me just so I can scribble and go through it and just learn uh, and make sure that I'm doing what I'm saying I'm <laughs> doing as well kind of a little account uh, accountability I'm, I've been fascinated by entrepreneurship for years and years and years and uh, when my book arrives through your uh, doctor you'll see that I've read and listened to hundreds of books as well I've probably found for me it's a it's a 50 50 balance of of the learning and the doing as well to become more entrepreneurial in the things that I do what what are your thoughts there on on that kind of entrepreneurial uh process or you know discovery yeah I, I think all of it is a little bit of self-discovery as well I mean you, you come into it from many many different stages and, and places yeah. in life I mean some some people walk into their first organization and, and start being an entrepreneurial. Other people go, actually, my key anchor in life is about independence um, and creating a, a business of my own. So they dive straight into that. Now, um, it's good to do that. Um, and of course, with, you, you know, there's always lessons and learnings in everything that we do. But it's also good to take a bit of guided counsel around some of that in terms of when you do dive in, are you equipped? You know, have you got your life jacket? Have you got everything else ready? And have you got, um, you know, that suite of um, friendly advisors and, and folks that will give you you know a bit of a signal as to what's what's happening in the marketplace what's useful in terms of the next growth stage uh, and you know I would say that the final part of it is 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 very very personal in terms of you know meditating on where you are where you're looking to take the business how that sort of fits and sits uh, and being very honest in terms of how that fits with your lifestyle and, and what you want from life because at the end of the day life is what it's about how you choose to spend your time is is a decision for us all isn't it so really thinking about how how that fits what sort of an entrepreneur are you are you a serial entrepreneur do you set up stage one and then sell out and go to the next one because that's where you are are you actually a long-term entrepreneur so you actually want to build that legacy and what does that mean for you personally so there's some quite deep questions in there um as well as you know you've got to dive in and, and get involved in these worlds right Absolutely. And do you get a lot of time to uh, for your own personal and self development? That's 
you mentioned the word meditate then I just latched onto it because a lot of my younger uh, maybe colleagues or friends or people that I interact with think I'm a little bit of a hippie with with my meditating my ice bath and my, my time to journal and, and such I, I I put more and more emphasis on it every day to, to be honest with you and I think you know at certain stages in life it's really really healthy to do that because there's so many commitments that you've got you know I'm a mum you know I've got my entrepreneurial side I've got lots of different commitments so having that that time is you know everyone always says you know the relationship you have to nurture is the relationship with yourself and if that's working well in a very humble way your other relationships will prosper from that so um i think it's sort of readdressing it to say actually it's not this extreme thing it's something that's really been important as part of the daily routine and um for me i'm you know i'm always learning i'm a you know a learner i did one of these psychometric tests once and i think i hit 100 on learning for everything in every different style so i learn from conversation um, you know, I read a lot. Um, you know, I like I like to get um, qualified in what I do. So, you know, hence why I collected my three degrees. And you know, some entrepreneurs don't do that, and 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 then it's yeah. different. But for me, mm-hmm. because I lead people and I'm asking them to do things, I believe it's important to have that side to you as well. So, again, a lot of it is about personal belief set. Um, and you know, it the the humanizing business side of it, it's really about people getting to know you and 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 vice versa and you know doesn't everybody want to work for a nice person or work with a nice person and vice versa so um those sorts of things are less of a sort of mystical journey but it's kind of like well what do I want to be remembered for what do I care about and how how could I help other people which is I guess part of the um philanthropy side of of me and and sort of um, getting all that um side of things moving as well so it's a bit of a give get nothing I guess and I think you've got to take the time to to get that down on paper or at least have some time to formulate those ideas when you're thinking about your legacy and your purpose. Uh, lots of people kind of wing it as they go, uh, but never really get there. It's a mix. It, it's a mix. And, um, you know, the, the book does touch on quite a few topics. Legacy is mentioned okay. with it, as well as um, uh, building trust, actually. Um, so that there's some really interesting topical themes within there. But from a legacy point of view, I mean, it is. It, we, we all get busy in life. Um, mm. And like anything, it's a combination of where you are and what's happening as well as where you want to go. And, you know, when you start to harness those two together, it becomes, you know, really, really exponential. But in order to do that, it can happen naturally. But if you want to be persistent at that, um, it takes some disciplines in terms of how you set your day up. And, you know, I like to go to the gym and and bits and pieces like that. And um, that's that's really important. At certain times in life, you know, you can do more or less of that. So it's about reset, rebalance. um, And, you know, the the first person you've got to lead is yourself. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll put you in touch with Lee Fell, the CEO of Caritas uh, Neurosolutions, who I interviewed last week, and she's running a really exciting business and and well-being and corporate athleticism is something that she's working on as well and the well-being and health of of her team and and colleagues is is really really important to her so i definitely connect you to it It seems you're very aligned on on that as well another uh female role model and uh and leader as well setting up business that's really exciting And, and just thinking about um you know the message out there to founders the c-suite and leaders um if there's maybe one thing that they could do to to maintain a, a technology advantage or or even a mindset or, or a mantra that they could think about is there anything that that you would say 
is your go-to when when uh, you know when discussing new ideas with with boards or leaders or, or somebody aspiring to be a leader on the topic of either entrepreneurship technology whatever you're uh, wherever you want to take that yeah um, i i, I it, it's a bit of counterintuitive really and the, the the importance of technology is really about understanding the client the customer uh, and understanding the business first so you know for me, the advice is to get involved. You know, uh, you don't want a separate technology strategy to a business strategy. That really needs to be intertwined. And uh, you know, if you're setting one up next to the other, then really as a board, you need to address that as well because there are some um, quite significant shifts that you need to take as a business. So, um, you know, I, I think when we all look at it, right? You know, in every day, we're all a customer uh, or a client of somebody, and and we know what what good service looks like. We know what makers return back to a firm. We know that organisation that wowed us when they brought out, um, you know, the next set of um, product innovations. We know the organisations that when we had a bad moment, they turned it into a wow moment. We know all of that. Yeah. If you take it back into the technology world, focus on technology, it's easy to forget that. But if you start to put the two together you kind of go, well, actually, these two things aren't that different. And so the point at which you leave from in the C-suite um, is a very, very different um, stance, but it still requires all the respect of the technology expertise, all the understanding of the, the latest programming technologies, all the understanding of what trends are going to come up next, because they are going to come up next, and some interesting things happening in retail as well, in terms of yeah. the metaverse and, you know, what's what's really a customer experience now face-to-face, because -face, it's about experiences. So, you know, yeah. harnessing these things, but in a very, very different way. Um, and so, you know, your traditional technologists um, also needs to be aware that there are other approaches that entrepreneurs are taking in the world. Yeah. Absolutely. No, it's really fascinating. You got me thinking about retail there. I used to have a client and a, a neighbouring business who, who were called Centair, a bit of a plug here. And they did, they, they specialised in the, the different scents and smells that, you know, you know, when you go into a great hotel or a great store and you just think, wow, I could just spend all day here. What an experience. And it's different, right? Because, you know, today, as a, as a technologist, we've been putting all this tech in, we're digitising all these businesses. So, you know, yeah. if you've got the hybrid sort of mindset and you've got, you know, time is time is one of the most precious things we have and, and give to each other, then, you know, when do I buy online? When do I go into a store? So, yeah. you know, the experiences yeah. of, of, you know, interacting with folks and all of those sorts of things have to be real experiences because why would you queue when you can just click a button and it's, and it's there unless, you know, you're trying on clothing and you want to know it fits perfectly. I mean, it's, a, it's a different thing, but equally, you know, we're here with families, with friends, all of those different things. So, you know, um, you know, your retail shopping experience might be very, very different in terms of what else you experience. If you're buying a perfume, actually, do you go co-create it yourself as part of the experience? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you just buy it online because you bought it last week. So, you know, it's yeah. a very, very different world that we're stepping into, um, you know, and I do see some very, very innovative organisations that are straight into the sweet spot of that. I also see organisations that, you know, have got their digital strategy, got their retail strategy, um, and are yet to join them up. But I think that's the opportunity for the leaders in those businesses. So um, yeah. exciting all round, but you know, yeah. you want to be in the market sweet spot, right? Absolutely, yeah. And how have you found it as well? Because you've gone from very large organisations where, where I imagine they're very, very structured. I haven't really worked in a very large corporate, very matrix. I'm just going from feedback here. Uh, everybody knows their lane. Um, how entrepreneurial can you be? And, and how's it been switching into founder business owner 
and uh, and getting your brand out now, you know, away from those big brands? Yeah, um, I mean, to be honest, I work with both. So, um, you know, Global Transport, we, we work with um, FTSE and Fortune um, and we work yeah. with Venture and, and that side of things. So, um, I mean, to be honest, I started small business and then worked my way to uh, big business and then everybody went your big business now you've got to get smart I was like no it really is no change um, the approach and the leadership methodology is very much the same um, but I think you you make a really good point there Matt in terms of you know we talk about entrepreneurship and intrapreneurship and you know the difference between all of that if you're a, a founder of a small organization that's setting up getting venture capital you know the level of risk that you're personally taking is very very different potentially to if you're part of a larger organization and have that longevity for a certain period however whatever job we're in we all need to perform um and you know um hit all the societal goals the commercial targets make everybody happy and so you know um there are different sort of risk profiles around all of that um but it but it's really i would say organization specific as to how much opportunity there is to do that and also very individual specific in terms of do you sit there and and be part of the culture that's there or do you go and drive something as well so it's a bit of a two-way street um and it's respecting the lanes but also um in a friendly way challenging the norms so you know you've got to play with it mold it a little bit um and you know you, you people gravitate to people that they enjoy working with and that and that's the sort of natural state of business so um in there I guess you describe a bit of fun right? yeah absolutely yeah and what about your own journey Dax as well and how have you found uh, you, you know um Doma Search is part of a larger large organization but only set up really 18 months ago uh, I've had to do a lot of the legwork to get the business out there get the name out there as well how have you found uh, what have been the best uh channels for getting your your message out there and getting global transform in, in front of the right people is has LinkedIn been a big powerhouse for you the forums the the Forbes tech council uh have you navigated that as well what, what's been the sort of best experience um I would I would say it's a combination and and the marketeer within me um you know it is about integrated marketing in the, in the nicest sense and but doing that from a place of service so what do you offer really understanding where businesses are at uh, and providing value whether that would be you know in face-to-face -face conversations building on current and new relationships which I, I, I love that right I, I really love that um, but also a lot, a lot of what folks see from me as well is the you know the online the LinkedIn all of those sorts of things as well and it's a mix right so you know I'll be chatting with someone one week and then the next week they'll be on LinkedIn and you know they're happy to have posted something that's really pertinent and you know we'll, we'll click on it from there so so I would say you know over time the two merge so it's not an either or and I know people look at you know do, do you how much do you invest in a social media strategy how much do you invest in relationships and and face to face my, my guidance on it would be for what it's worth and, and other people will have different views is invest in your relationships but the channels through which you choose to do that you need to consider at the time and point that you're in so blending that um and I'm very hands-on I mean I've worked in lots of large organizations but I'm very hands-on so I know what happens in the nitty-gritty you know if I needed to tweak my own website I could you know it's kind of and and that's the fun of learning right because if yeah. you know you can sort of yeah. work with those things also then when you get new ideas you, you you're kind of going could we possibly do that and I know we could sort yeah. of play with this and, and sort of morph it that way but what about this and then you know who, someone who's a deep expert in that area will give you kind of a different uh, view on what else is possible and you open up so many more um, opportunities that way but 
that really comes from, you know, irrespective of the size of the organisation or organisations you're working with, being prepared to dive into the nitty gritty when you need to. And what do you really learn from that? So asking the right questions rather than just absorbing everything. Yeah, absolutely. And I've noticed that you're very busy online as well, prolific in fact, in terms of the content production and engagement. Are you uh, attending or hosting or speaking at any upcoming uh, webinars or anything that, that people could tune in and listen to? Yeah, there's quite a few coming up. So we've got um, Industry Thinkers um, that's in September. So that's through Inspired Business Media. Um, we're talking about their, um, the importance of the technology uh, entrepreneurial relationship and entrepreneurial IT. Um, so some of the really, really key topics and opportunity for leaders around the world really to uh, network with other um, leaders that have that open mindset. So and it's a beautiful venue as well. So um, I've, I've got uh, bits and pieces happening there. We've got um, some uh, bits coming up with hot topics as well. Um, again, another uh, fab venue. So the first one was in Twickenham. The next one's in um, uh, the ground of Tottenham Hotspur. So again, there we'll be getting um, lots of IT technology leaders together um, and a, a real sort of C-suite um, conversation around lots of different um, topic areas as well. So quite exciting there. Um, and then, yes, there'll be some other sort of publications, um, you know, so, some uh, roundtables and bits and pieces, but that's on a more sort of intimate um, basis as well. Um, and, you know, if folks want to reach out to me, they're very, very welcome. Yeah, wonderful. And the book launch, have you have you figured out roughly when, when that might be coming? Yeah, it, it will be in the second half of September um, for, the, for the actual launch, um, but um, it will be um, sort of ready a little bit before that. Um, my launch team is doing a few bits in the background at the, at the moment, so I'm, I'm sure they will spark into action next. So, yeah, hopefully, um, as I say, um, it's meant to be a bit of a thought starter. Um, it's collecting together a lot of personal views and and it is meant to be that thought start so you know my view very humbly is one view in the world yeah. um i do like hearing um constructive conversations from the people and that yeah. really for me is the essence of the book and you know yeah. if anyone takes something away from it fantastic you know yeah I, absolutely and i found that and i found the feedback to be to be great for my little book as well in that it's very personal and the story is very personal and what i found over the years having read a lot is that after a while things start to sound the same and I thought well that's kind of the same thing just said differently so what I really enjoy now is the is the autobiographies or biographies as well where you really get into the mind of the person writing it or telling the story as well from, from personal experience I find that so much more powerful in a world where we're all talking about the same things for the majority of the time definitely and and you know that personal connection um you know having opportunity to ask questions in in all of these different forums i, I find really fascinating and and mm. people often say to me you know that's you're really quiet but actually I'm, I'm listening intently to what folks are saying and i you know i love that side of things and if they want me then to speak then i i'm happy to but um all of those different views really percolate and you know it drives that conversation so um, you know it's always a bit iterative and it, it's really nice sometimes not to to talk about all the really heavy topics and things like that you know I just like getting to know people to be honest and um, hopefully through this they get to know a little bit of the real me as well yeah it's really exciting and just closing out looking back over the years Dax if you to give your 18 year old self a call as well what would you say to that younger Dax and would you give her any advice uh, or as it all works out to plan? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Well, um, I'm, I'm sure I'd give her lots of advice. Um, you've got to believe in yourself. You've got to believe in yourself. Um, whether other people believe in you or not, you always have mm. to believe in yourself. But you have to do that in a very humble way. Um, when times are tough, you know, really revisit that and understand why you're feeling as you're feeling. What else is that telling you about your leadership style? And recognize that will lead to a next place of strength. But for that, you know, I, I'm a great believer that, you know, life gives you a rich tapestry and, you know, the real relationship is with yourself. So the more you know that, the more you can lead a significant life. Yeah, well, absolutely. I, something I'm playing around with is a, a success list. So it's, it's times that I've been to really, you know, where my back's been up against the wall and I've had to really dig deep and how I got through it and what I did to get through it. And it, it's a small book at the moment. It, it's not going to be a book that I'm going to write, but it's a useful tool for me to look back at and say, okay, I've been in that scenario before uh, and that's what happened. And that's how I came out of it. When, if I'm ever in a funk and don't have any ideas as to how to move something forward, uh, there's some nice little action steps. That's really nice. And, and I think, yeah, that, that um, yeah, believing in yourself is so powerful because there's, there's very few people around you, I think, at any given time that believe in you as much as you can believe in yourself. There's very few mentors come along over the years. That, uh, that offer that yeah I, I would say I would say two things one I'm very interested in that um whether you write it as a book or not do let me know Matt so <laughs> that, <laughs> very interesting. but but also yeah. you know um you learn in life who's there for you all the time and believes in you all the time mm. um you can't rely on that you have to rely on yourself it's really really important to have that level of self-resilience um you know and there will be people that you know really support you when you're doing well but you will know the people that support you all the way through and how they've supported you um and at the end of um everything you kind of go how did we all make each other feel and, and that's you know beyond all of the theories and all of the practical experiences you're going to remember that person that was there in that pivotal moment that helped you when you needed help that supported you when you needed support that cheered for you, you know, when nobody else did. Those are the people you remember, whether that's a parent, you know, a, a close friend or, you know, whatever that is really for you. But, you know, if, if I sit there, you know, in my rocking chair later on, then, you know, those are the memories I hope to hold, yeah. Yeah, wonderful. That's an amazing place to finish. And I hope people remember this conversation for many, many years to come. <laughs> I'll sign off there, uh, Dax. Um, I'm so pleased. I'll make sure all the contact details for you are available through the podcast and, and the content so they can connect with you and uh, yeah, get the value that, that, um, yeah, that, that I've just absorbed during this conversation. So thanks so much again, Dex. Thank you so much, Matt. Really appreciate your time. Absolute pleasure.